In Hilchah Shabbos, Parak Vah, the Rambam discusses the halachas of telling a guy to do a malacha for us. The Rambam begins by saying that it's usher for a year to tell a guy to do a malacha for us on Shabbos, even though the guy is not obligated to keep Shabbos, and even if he told it to him before Shabbos to do, and even if he doesn't need the malacha done until after Shabbos. And this is something the Chachamim made usher, in order that Shabbos should not be light in our eyes, and then we might come to do malachas ourselves. The Ramam continues and says that if a guy did a malacha by himself on Shabbos, if he did it for the Jew, then the Jew is not allowed to have anah from him until Matzah Shabbos, and he has to wait for the time, the time it takes to do it. And this is as long as it wasn't in public, but if it wasn't public, then he can't use it at all. And if the guy did it for himself, then it's Matzah to have anah from him on Shabbos. For example, if a guy turned on the light so that he could read, then the Yid could also benefit from the light. If, however, it's a situation where the guy added because of the yid, for example, he put a tray of food for the animals and he put it more because of the yid, then the yid is also not allowed to use it. The Ramam continues and says that a city, that yid and goyim live in it, and there was a bathhouse. If the town is mostly goyim, then it's much to use the bathhouse right away. If, however, it's mostly yidin, then one has to wait the amount of time it would take to heat the bathhouse after Shabbos because they're essentially heating it up for yidin. The Ramam continues and says that if a Yid told a guy to do a malach on Shabbos, even though he's over and he would get Makas Mardus, nevertheless, he's allowed to have enough from that malach on Matzah Shabbos if he waits B'chitei Shiyasa. And the reason the Chacham did B'chitei Shiyasa is that a person shouldn't do it anyways so that he should gain the time. The Ramam continues and says that anything that's not a malach is also only also because of Shvus from the Chachamim. These are things that the Chachamim said they were not allowed to do on Shabbos because it's not restful. Then you're allowed to tell a guy to do it as long as there's someone that's a little bit sick or there's a very big need or for it's for a mitzvah. For example, a person's allowed to tell a guy to bring a knife or a bris if it's through a Carmelis. The Ramam continues and says that if someone buys a house in Eretz Yisrael, it's muttered for him to tell the guy to write the Shtar on Shabbos because telling a guy is Asr only from the Chachamim. And for the sake of Yishuv Eretz Yisrael, the Chacham did not make the Gzair in this case. The same thing would apply if he buys the house in Surya because Surya is like Eretz Yisrael regarding this matter. The Ramam continues and says that a person is allowed to make up with a guy to do malacha for him and he can make up a set amount that he will pay him and the guy does it for himself. And even though he's working on Shabbos, it's mutter, as long as it's not public knowledge, if it's something private. For example, a Jew is allowed to hire a guy to do writing for him or to weave clothes for him for, the, for a year or for a month and he could work on Shabbos and it's not a problem, as long as it's not publicly known when someone sees the guy working that he's doing it for the Yid. Additionally, the guy is not asking for Shabbos, but he's asking for the month of work or for the, for the job. Based on this, if a person makes up with a guy to build him a yard or a wall or to cut his field, then if it's within the tchum of the city, then it's not allowed because everyone knows he's doing it for the yid. And they might not know that he's paying him by the job, but if it's outside the tchum in the fields, then there's no yid to see and it's mother to do. The Ramam continues and says that it's mutter to lend or to rent kalim to a guy because we're not obligated in our vessels being keeping Shabbos, but we are obligated in keeping our animals and servants. And therefore, we cannot lend an animal or a servant to a guy, but the kalim we are. The Ramam continues and says that someone that joins together with a guy in a business venture, then if they made up that the schar of Shabbos, that the profit from Shabbos would go to the guy and the yid would get a different day instead, that would be mutter. If, however, they did not make it tonight, and when they came to separate it, the guy was taking for Shabbos, and the guy keeps Shabbos, and then they only split up 50-50 the other six days. If, however, they don't know the amount that was made on Shabbos, and they're just doing it all together, then the guy takes a seventh of the profit for himself, and then the rest they split 50-50. The Ramam continues and says that if a Yid gives to a guy Kalim to fix or to change, he has to make sure there's enough time for him to leave the house before Shabbos. Ramam continues and says that someone that was traveling and it came Shabbos and he had a wallet of money, he's allowed to give the wallet to a guy to bring it to his house. And on Matzah Shabbos, he could take it from him. Because since a person is very worried about his money, the Chacham didn't want him to come to be Avon Avera of actual carrying and they let him tell a guy to do it. But this is only in regards to a wallet. If someone found something, then they cannot do that. 
The Ramam continues and says that a yid that did a malacha on Shabbos, if he did it on purpose, it's also for him to have anah from that malacha forever. But another yid is allowed to have anah from it immediately after Shabbos. The Ramam continues and says the fruit that went out of the tchum and came back, if it was by mistake, they're allowed to eat on Shabbos because nothing happened to the guf of the of the fruit. But if it was bemazed, you're not allowed to eat until Matzah Shabbos. The Ramam concludes and says that someone who hires a worker to watch his cow or a child, he's not allowed to give the schar for Shabbos. Therefore, he's not responsible for Shabbos. But if he hired him to do for a month or for a week, then he's responsible for Shabbos. And the worker is not allowed to say, the Yiddish worker is not allowed to say, give me the schar for Shabbos, but rather give me the schar for these 10 days or for the week, etc.